EHH Productions presents KB Cabaret, an original variety show, with your host, Bree Harvey. Hi folks, welcome to KB Cabaret. My name is Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of this show. KB Cabaret is a calabaloo of original skits, songs, poetry, and short stories. What's Calabaloo, you ask? Magic, from a child's creative imagination. I was five when I coined that word, and it's been around my family ever since. The settings originate from my hometown, Parlor City. And the stories originate from people Names, who characters, are... places, and incidents either are products of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events or locales or persons, living or dead, is entirely coincidental. Thank you, Bonnie. That, folks, obviously was my lawyer. Starring my friends, the Parlor City Players, Judy McMahon, Bonnie DeForest, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, and myself, Bree Harvey. Welcome to our town, welcome to Parlor City, where our friends come, come out to play. When neighbors don't leave, they stay and chat a while. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. This time on KB Cabaret, we present the music of Andrew Bemis, plus original comedy sketches and a short story from guest writer John Gunyaris. Welcome to our time to KB Cabaret. You heard them on the show. You've tapped your toes to their music. Now come and see them live as BHH Productions presents the first annual music and comedy festival of August 13th at Traditions on the Glen, Johnson City. You like food? We got food. Like to shop? We got vendors. Like music? Oh, yeah. Come see Burns and Christy. Hey, Mavis. When I heard your violin play, something stirred, but Next what could to I say? Andrew Bemis. Peaches and Crime. You know that the bills are getting higher and the young are getting older. It's a good, good thing. Red Merrill. A feather folded into pockets that you draw. My the Picklers. Milkweed. Well, I got a hotel room and a hotel lobby. And Twangtown Paramore. Tossing and twisting since 2 a.m. So I slipped out of bed. Live on stage. This summer. Sunday, August 13th. From 1 to 6 at Traditions of the Glen. Plus, see amazing comedy featuring our KB Cabaret players live. With special guest Tom Anzalone and the Queen Bee comedians. Tickets on sale now. Just go to kbcabaret.com. That's kbkabaret.com. Save the date for the sensation of the summer. Music and Comedy Festival, Sunday, August 13th at Traditions at the Glen in Johnson City, New York.
Mornings are a special time for me. My rituals are simple. A good cup of coffee, soft classical music, and a little daily feature in our local newspaper called Advice with Granny Ada. Dear Granny Ada, why is it that I can't go to a birthday party with my sister Grace? She is 15 and I am 12. She says I am too little to be with her friends. It's not fair. Mom's taking her and her friends to get their hair and nails done, and then she's taking them to see a cool movie that I want to see, too. What should I do, Granny Ada? Signed, Dumped and Stumped. Dear Stumped, how delightful. Twelve years old and dumped. Your sister is feeling big and mighty because she's turning into a fifteen-year-old immature girly woman. Yes, she has the right to say no, but parents still have the power to make her say yes. Your mother has to step up for you. Take her aside after her PTA meeting and tell her what you wrote me. Show her the poor condition your nails are in, in the poutiest expression you can come up with. If that doesn't work, give me your phone number and I'll give her the what for. My sister tried to do that to me back in the day. It took her a month to wash out the ink that accidentally got dumped onto her hair. Not that I'm suggesting anything. <laughs> Thank you for writing, honey, and have a nice day. Granny Ada Come with me. Oh, where? Never mind the questions. It's a surprise. Good or bad? Come on. Bye, Bree. You'll hear all about it later. Okay. You're taking me out for lunch. Yes, ma'am. To Fenwick's? Oh, this does bring back memories. This is where you are. Leon, you're not asking me to marry you again. No, Beulah, don't worry. That's not why we're having lunch here. Oh, good. Don't scare me like that. Beulah, it's so nice to have you back. Oh, it's nice to be back, Fenwick. Here are your appetizers. Oh, Fenwick, you remembered. Cheese puffs. Leon placed the order with us yesterday. You did? Yes, I did. I placed the whole lunch order. You ordered the strawberry soup? Yes. The pork belly salad? Yes, with mint and coriander. Oh, Leon, if I didn't know better, you are proposing. No, I am not. Just enjoy. Then what do you want? Not a thing, Beulah, old girl. Not a thing. Mm. Oh, these are divine. Yes, they are. I have something else for you, Beulah. You brought me a present? Open it. <laughs> I'm afraid to. Go on. Oh, okay. Oh, oh my, oh my, Leon, what? Oh my gosh! Bree, do you want me to print these? No, just upload them to the cloud. Okay. Bree, Bree, 
Beulah, are you okay? <laughs> water. Oh, my. Some water, please. I'm on it. Oh. Thanks. What is Ooh. going on? You tell them, Leon. No, you tell them. <laughs> well, somebody tell us. Here's your water, oh. Miss Deschamps. Oh, thank you, dear. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, Leon took me out to our favorite restaurant in Parlor City. Fenwick's. Fenwick's, and he ordered my favorite foods off the menu. Cheese puffs, strawberry soup. And a lovely crispy pork belly salad. With mint and coriander. Oh, it was so wonderful. Beulah. Mm. Oh, okay, okay. So anyway, Leon gives me a present. Leon, you didn't ask Beulah to marry me. No, <laughs> I didn't ask Beulah to marry me. Why is everyone asking me that? What he gave me is this. A passport? No, Bree. It's a bank book. A bank book? Yes, look. Okay. <gasps> oh, oh, my. Oh, Beulah. Yes, every penny that was stolen, every penny that I saved, and one on the cruise. It's all back in my account. But how? How? Let's just say that I have a, <clears throat> a connection. You know that brooch that that louse Stefan, I mean Lopez, gave me? And then went missing from the evidence room? Well, somehow, somewhere it was purchased, cashed, and now the money is sitting pretty in my savings account. Really? How do you know all this? Again, let me just reiterate. I have connections. <laughs> you sure do, my sweet jelly roll. I could just kiss you. Well, go ahead. Don't let the face stop you. Oh, Leon. <clears throat> Let's say me and you go back to your house and discuss precious commodities. Sounds heavenly. Bye, Bree. Bye, you two. My, my, my. Should I post these? What are they? Recipes Beulah just gave me. Let's see them. Cheese puffs, chilled strawberry soup, and pork belly salad with mint coriander. <laughs> Hook me up, Debbie. In three, two, one... I will post these amazing recipes on Beulah's Recipe Bar. You can find these in all of other Beulah's delightful recipes exclusively on our app. Just go to kbcabaret.com. That's kbkabaret.com and download yours today. Helen, Nancy, let's go down to the conference room for the sales meeting. I don't want to start late. Yes, sir, Mr. Edwards. Nothing like a refreshing sales meeting on a Monday morning to start the week out on a good note. Helen, do you always have to be such a suck-up? Well, Nancy, being a suck-up got me to where I am today. The boss's pet. That's a lofty ambition. Cut it out, ladies. We have enough issues to deal with around here without you two sniping each other all the time. Let's just get this meeting over with. Helen... Hold the conference room door open for me so I can carry all these sales reports in there. Yes, sir, Mr. Edwards. My pleasure. Okay, let's take our seats and... Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Is 
That's Sam? <laughs> it sure is. I'd recognize that overgrown, pear-shaped body anywhere. Is... is he dead? Judging from the smell in here, I'd say he'd been expired for a few days. I told him to lay off all that pizza and beer, not to mention all those pictures of women in bikinis he used to look at that raced his blood pressure through the roof. But he never listened to anything I said. He always did seem to be too tightly wrapped. I wonder if he managed to finish those sales reports before he croaked. We'll need that for today's meeting. Well, somebody better tell Pearl so she can get the whole employee death-on-the-premises procedure started. Oh, no. Now I'm going to have to spend the rest of the day filling out paperwork. And we really need to get the sales report ready for the corporate review. Uh, Mr. Edwards, I have an idea. I seem to remember that it's the person who actually discovers the dead body who has to fill out the paperwork, right? Yes, that's right. So what? That's all of us. Well, Jerry is late to the sales meeting as usual. Why don't we slip out of here, wait down the hall, and let Jerry think he discovered the body? Then he'll have to fill out the paperwork and we can get on with our lives. Helen, you are deceitful, diabolical, <laughs> and downright evil. That's why I keep you around. Oh, Mr. Edwards, I think I'm blushing. I hate to bring this love fest up, but I think I hear Jerry's footsteps. Quick, let's get out of here and wait around the corner. Uh-oh. I'm late for the sales meeting. I hope Mr. Edwards doesn't get too upset. I'll just try and sneak in quietly. Ah! What's that? Jerry? Was that you screaming? Uh, what's the problem? Mr. Edwards, I think Sam is dead. What's going on? Oh, no. Is that Sam? This is such a shocking surprise. What's all the ruckus in here? Sam is dead. He must have died over the weekend in the conference room. Isn't that terrible? Oh, get used to it, kid. It happens all the time in this place. Yeah, Jerry, someday it'll be you. Jerry, since you discovered the body, you'll have to go see Pearl and have her initiate the employee death on the premises procedure. Then plan to spend the rest of the day filling out paperwork. That hardly seems fair that I have to do all that work just because I was the first to arrive for the sales meeting. The early bird gets the worm, Jerry, as well as the paperwork. Go see Pearl now, Jerry. It's starting to get really rank in here. Okay. What a way to spend the day. <laughs> <sighs> um, Pearl, I need your help. Jerry, I'm very busy. Why don't you send me an email about it, and I'll try to get to it next week. No, it can't wait that long. Sam died in the conference room, and we need to start the employee death on the premises procedure. Who discovered the body? I did. Too bad for you. You'll be spending the rest of the day filling out paperwork and the next month following up. But I have real work to do. Uh, uh, oh. Fill out these forms at once. What is all this stuff? Form 7923-B, Notification of Employee Death. Form 9856-34K, Instructions to the Maintenance Team to Remove the Body. Form 87-54M, Stop Payroll Notice. We certainly don't want to pay Sam for today when he's not doing any work. Then there's the notification of next of kin you'll have to deal with. Call Sam's wife and tell her to come in to clean out his desk. Well, it seems unnecessarily cruel to make her come in and clean out her dead husband's desk. 
Right. I think you should do it. Thanks for volunteering. But and then fill out form 488-766-INV, the dead employee desk inventory. Make sure you separate his personal items from the company's property and throw away all those disgusting pictures of women in bikinis he used to collect. Actually, there's one of those I'd like to keep. In the trash. Don't be a vulture. Okay, I better get started if I want to get all this done any time this week. Today, Jerry. Everything must be completed today. Pearl? Is Jerry gone? Oh, yes. He'll be busy filling out forms for the next week. That'll teach him to be late to a sales meeting. That was a masterful performance, Pearl. I do my best, sir. Just one more thing. Yes, Mr. Edwards? Can you get me one of those bikini pictures from Sam's desk? What you heard was a little part of a song called Banjo Lele, and it is sung by a, a very talented artist, uh, Andrew Bemis, and um, he's, you spell it a little differently, Andrew. Welcome to our show, by the way. Thank you. You're very welcome. You spell it Andrew, A-N-D-R-U. Is this something your parents decided they wanted that spelling, or is this a stage name? No, actually, that, that came up when I went to college. I started using email, and at the time, I think it was coming out of chat rooms, and people were writing everything a little shorter, kind of like text messages now, except not quite as short as text they get. And just as a joke, I tried to make emails as short as possible, like shorten off words, including ones that shouldn't be short, including my name. I see. And it just kind of stuck. So it's been like that for probably 20 years. Well, it gives you a distinction, I think. You play the banjo, and do you play the ukulele as well? Uh, not very well. I okay. do have a little banjo ukulele, which is what the song banjo lele comes from. I, I did not know that there was a combination. Yeah, back in the 20s, they made all sorts of combinations of banjo instruments. This was kind of before electric instruments were really popular. And so the nice thing about a banjo head on an instrument is it made it really loud. And so they had banjo basses and they had banjo mandolins and banjo ukuleles and any variety of banjo you can think of. And most of them sounded pretty terrible, <laughs> but that's what they were. You are using the banjo lele in this song called Banjo Lele? That's right. And so it does not sound terrible at all. It sounds amazing. No, it actually sounds pretty good. It's generally out of tune, but it sounds pretty good. And tell me a little bit about the lyrics of this song, because the melody is fantastic. Lyrics are too, but I detect some dark tones in your music. At least your lyrics, I do. And so I'm just curious about that. Uh, there, there are some. I guess, I guess for me so often, I write music to say the things that Either I'm too nice to say in person to people or things that I just don't know how to say otherwise. That actually comes from a really old song called I Love My Ukulele. And I often just write new verses for things. And at the time, I was in a little tiny house with another house that was about 10 feet away. And they tended to keep their television on really late at night, for mm -hmm. example. So one of the verses, I think, was about that. Somebody stole my bicycle. So I think one of the verses was about that because that kind of made me unhappy. And, and then you have two lines that say, some days are bad, some are worst. Most are simply terrible. Most are simply terrible. <laughs> I don't always feel that way, but some days I feel that way. So. <laughs> well, the melody is uplifting. The lyrics, I think, speak to us all. Let's go and listen to this song because I have a feeling, KB Cabaret audience, you're going to love it. We'll be right back. Mm -hmm. 
Some days are bad, some are worse, most are simply terrible. There's one thing I like to sing to make them somewhat bearable. I love my banjo lately, my ukulele. I love to play it daily, it's always out of tune. I placed a bet once on a horse, I can't forget that day. Put my last two bucks on the mare named Luck, she ran the other way. I love my banjo lately, my ukulele. I love to play it daily. decided to climb the tree and won't come down. He's pretending to throw a rope up onto the branch above to lift himself higher. He's a mime. Trying to say something, but nothing's coming out. I used to speak a little mime in my younger day. Oh, I see. That explains everything. What did he say? Don't miss the Music and Comedy Festival, August 13th at Traditions at the Glen in Johnson City, New York. See KB Cabaret Live as they celebrate their 100th show along with a whole gaggle of guest comedians. Not to mention a star-rated lineup of musical acts and a special appearance by sketch comedy group Moose Pie, all topped off by stand-up comedy headliner Tom Anzalone. Can you believe it? A music and comedy festival right in our own backyard. He said all that? Yes. Now let's get out of here so we can get ready for the comedy festival. But what about the mime? Eh, he'll be fine as soon as that fierce windstorm is over. Now he's trapped in a box. What do we do? Nothing. 
Music and Comedy Festival, August 13th at Traditions at the Glen in Johnson City, New York. See you there. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Thank you so much, Scoutmaster Robert. I'm very sorry, and I'll be there as soon as I can. Sandy, get your brother. We gotta go now. I'm busy. Did you hear me ask? I said now. I'm doing my nails, and I don't want to smudge them. I'll smudge you if you don't get your butt moving. Now go get your brother and meet me in the car. Jeez, why do I always have to jump whenever she gets a wild I don't recommend you finish that sentence, young lady, especially if you want to live long enough to reach supper. Get your brother like I asked. We have to go. Why can't I stay home with Dad? Because your father's not here. Come on, let's go. Where's Dad? We have to go get him. Franklin! Ouch, I'm right behind you. Why are you yelling? Sorry, honey, I thought you were down the hall. Get your shoes on. We have to go. Where's Dad? We have to go get him. Yeah, I figured as much. Where is he this time? He's at the Boy Scout camp. I didn't know he was a Boy Scout. He's not, Numrod. Well, actually, he was when he was a kid. Isn't he too old to be a Boy Scout now? Yeah, but they made him an honorary lean-to, so it's okay. What's an honorary lean-to? Franklin, stop messing with your sister. Your father isn't a lean-to. He's just uh, uh, at the Boy Scout camp is all. Well, he is a bit of a lean-to if you ask me. I hate you, Franklin. Hey, both of you. Can we stop and pick up Jeremy on the way there? No. But none of my friends believe me when I tell them about Dad. It'll be nice to have a witness. No. I'll text him and see if he can meet us there. Just get in the car. Mrs. Donovan? Yes, but please call me Esther. Very well, Esther. You can call me Scoutmaster Robert. I'm so sorry about this, Scoutmaster Robert. Where is he? He's in the main lodge. We've cleared the area, so everything should be okay. I hope things haven't gotten out of hand. Don't worry. The situation isn't as bad as you might think. A little weird, but not bad. I just don't know what's gotten into him. He's never done this before. (laughs) Shush it. Really, Mom? What's he doing in there? Is he naked? Zip it, you two. I heard him talking to this guy at the grocery store who said he became a park ranger because he loved to be one with nature. He handed him a magazine, but I couldn't tell what it was. It was called Becoming One with Nature. I saw it when I took 20 bucks out of his secret money stash. Dad has a secret stash? Where is it? I'm not telling you. It's a secret. We'll talk about the 20 bucks when we get home. Now get in the car. Well, Esther, your husband apparently took it upon himself to gather up all the stuffed wild animals from the Nature Museum and then proceeded to take down all the moose and deer heads from the walls and then made a huge pile with him in the middle. We're not sure, but... Perhaps like your daughter said, it appears as though your husband is trying to commune and become one with the animal world. Silly, huh? No, not as silly as some of the crap I've seen him do. Pardon me? Uh, Oh, nothing. Uh, What should we do to get him out? Not a thing. I have an elite team of scouts from the Order of the Arrow that'll take care of the situation. They're waiting in the shadows as we speak to swoop in and capture him when the time is right. Oh, they won't hurt him, will they? No, ma'am. These kids can put an arrow in the jugular of a polecat at a distance of 100 yards and have him skinned in less than two minutes flat. Don't worry, it'll be over so fast he won't know what hit him, and rest assured, he won't feel a thing. 
There, uh, what, huh? <laughs> just kidding, Esther. That's a little Boy Scout humor. They'll just shoot him in the heart. Oh, you had me there for a minute, Scoutmaster Robert. Sometimes you just gotta keep it light. Would you like to see our new commissary? We have the latest in survival technology kits. After that, we'll scoot over to the adjacent dining hall and grab a snack while we wait for your husband to uh, become one. Sure, why not? What about the kids? They can wait in the car. Brand new commissary, eh? Okay, we're back with Andrew Bemis. This is like a parallel metaphor of you and Huckleberry Finn. Yes. What inspired you? What inspired me? I was living in Illinois at the time, not too far from the Fox River, and I've just always loved water. And the closest real water was the Fox River, which was a little ways away. And so I'd get out there whenever I could, but it wasn't as often as I'd like to be out there. And I just realized, I guess, when I was living in Illinois, how much I kind of need water around. And that's partly what the song is about. Well, let's take this uh, river journey with Andrew Bemis and Huck Finn. We'll be right back. When I was 13, all my friends made fun of me Cause I wore knickers instead of jeans, just like Huck Finn I used to smoke a corncob pipe, I would smoke it late at night I never got in trouble cause I turned out the light, just like Huck Finn a raft of wood I would float it whenever I could till the day it sank right in into the river like Hawk Finn sinking 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 down watch it sink and see the water slowly seeping round Now that I'm 22, I'm so glad that I found you. You love the river just as much as I do, just like Hawk Finn. And I just want to go down the river, go down the river with you forever, babe. I just want to go down the river, go down the river with you. I just want to go down the river, go down the river with you forever, babe. I just want to go down the river, go down the river with you. When I was 13, all my friends made fun of me, cause I wore knickers instead of jeans, just like Hawk Finn. Till the day we die 
I just wanna go down the river, go down the river with you forever, babe. I just wanna go down the river, go down the river with you. I just wanna go down the river, go down the river with you forever, babe. I just wanna go down the river, go down the river with you. I just wanna go down the river, go down the river with you forever, babe. I just wanna go down the river, go down the river with you. When I was 13, all my friends made fun of me. Cause I wore knickers instead of jeans, just like Hawk Fett. Every once in a while, I come across a story that I really like. It wasn't written by me. It was written by a student of mine, actually, back in 2015, a few years ago. When I read the story that he submitted, I called him up and I said, you know, John, this is truly very good. And I would love to publish it in a way, perhaps, on my radio or something. And do I have your permission? And John told me he would be thrilled, of course. A young writer, to have his piece performed is quite an interesting feeling. So John said yes, he would like that. I asked him would he mind if I revised it so that it could fit into the radio format, and again, he gave me permission to do that as well. Well, As I said, this was a few years ago, and I really never did anything with it. I completely forgot about it, and I had so many other things I had to do. But the other day I came across this again, and I reread it, and I still like it very much. So today, with John's permission, I am going to be performing um, a short story that he wrote called The Cat, the Squirrel, and the Dishwasher, written by John Gineris. Outside, I pondered over the thought of it. Outside... How such a large space, with so many variations, exists within the tiny confines of a window. It is quite perplexing. My normal routine is not very exciting. Most of the time I lounge around, making sure I'm well-groomed, coughing up a hairball or two. I know, I know, you say such tedious and laborious tasks. But one must always keep up appearances. Being indoors all day makes me think of, well, outside. <sighs> Therefore, for entertainment, I sit by the window, watching the day's offerings. Fast food, as I like to call them. <laughs> you know, the one that flies and, and runs. I particularly have a fondness for the grey, sometimes brown creatures running around. Dewey, my lovey, refers to them as squirrels. <laughs> How fun it is to watch them dashing back and forth, running up on trees, pouncing off one another. <laughs> they often eat nuts, which is good. I like to eat healthy meals. Dewey, my lovey, interrupted my usual routine with a peculiar idea. He opened the window. Hey, Genevieve, what do you say we get some fresh air? The moment Joey, my love, pushed the window up, I was appalled, tearing a hole in our beautiful wall. For goodness sake, if you want fresh air, just turn on the cold wind machine. You always do. Why change? But at the same time, I looked again. This time, a 
thin screen. It was unlike the glass. They were more real than I had imagined. The air, enticing. Not as clean as I would have liked, but just the same. Wondrous, inviting. From that day, my obsession grew. I must find a way out there. I must have one of those squirrels with the nutty flavor. I became obsessed. In the days that followed, I spent my time planning. It was no easy task. I found an access point to the inside of the wall through a small hall next to a large tube by the way of underneath the dishwasher. From there I had to navigate my way through a series of pipes and wooden structures. At the point where I could go no further, there was a smooth reddish surface where the walls and the pipes ended. The surface was very hard and cool to the touch, but upon further inspection was also very brittle. It did not take a lot of effort to scratch away some of its material. With the logistics figured out, all that was left to do was to keep digging. <laughs> this, of course, would take a considerable amount of time to complete. On the days that I'm too tired to dig, I watch the squirrels from my window. It's become more for reconnaissance to pass the time. I observe their movements, patterns, and habits. I also practice my hunting techniques on the small oval-shaped cloth ball with the ears that Joey, my lovey, gave to me. He calls it a mouse. <laughs> Delusional, but he means well. After what had seemed like a never-ending cycle of digging, watching and practicing, the day had finally come. My right paw broke through the smooth, reddish surface. And for the first time, I was outside. I could hardly contain my excitement. Oh, I could feel the grass on my feet, a little more wet than I like. But it was real, and I was in the moment. The tree that I viewed from my window every day was in front of me. Oh, magical. Alas, I broke through just as the sun was going down, and dinner was waiting in my bowl. But tomorrow, tomorrow I would start fresh. I awoke to the coffee percolating. Joey, my lovey, would often do this before disappearing for most of the day. We drank our coffee in silence. Nothing better than dunking a freshly baked biscotti into a warm steamed milk in a drop of java to get you ready for an adventure. When Joey, my lovey, went out the door, I sat watching outside my window, stocking up my prey. I continued to look out the window, saving my energy for the right moment. <laughs> oh, if the squirrel only knew this day was the last. <laughs> Real dark. Hairball, excuse me. And I'm back, and just in time for my little furry friend. Quickly leaping to the ground, I head for the hole in the wall underneath the dishwasher. I deftly navigate the pipes and wood until I come to the tunnel that I had painstakingly made. I slowly make my way from the tunnel to the tall grass as not to draw any unwanted attention from my potential target. 
I watched them carefully from the cover of the tall grass, waiting for one to become distracted or tired so that I may catch it off guard. Note to self, these furry things are a lot larger than anticipated. I have to be cautious. Oh, they're stopping. Oh, this is my chance. I inch up behind them, closer, closer, almost tasting them. One more step. Stepped on a twig. Our eyes meet. Remember? Strategy. Easy. Easy trying not to give my plan away. The squirrel makes the first move. He breaks right and darts behind me. I respond quickly by rearing up to execute a left turn, utilizing only my hind legs. And our paths cross. I take a quick swipe at him. If I can only reach him by the tail. Ah! Oh, the tail seems to be mostly hair. My claws slipped right through it, as if it was not even there. The squirrel continues to sprint at full speed, bopping and weeping around the tree roots, slipping seamlessly in and out of the tall grass. I manage to keep pace with him, but I can't seem to strike because of his clever use of his surroundings. I look up. Oh, there's a large clearing at the end of the wall ahead. I stay on the right side of the squirrel, eventually forcing him to go towards the clearing. He's falling into my trap. He has nowhere else to go. Closing in on him and... Ah! What is this? He jumped at the wall using it like a springboard and leapt over me. Oh, good lord. <laughs> you think you can defeat me so easily? <laughs> Carry on, old girl. Time to change direction and resume pursuit. <laughs> my prey is a worthy opponent. Good show. I lessen my speed a bit so I can take in my surroundings. Now for a better strategy. The tree. The home turf. That creature will go back there eventually. With renewed vigor, I pick up the pace, carefully directing the squirrel's movement so that we could be closer to the tree. The moment I have been waiting for, the squirrel makes a beeline for the tree. I run as fast as possible to lessen the gap between us, and in a split second, before I knew the squirrel was going to jump up on the tree, I pull all my strength into one mighty pounce. I soar through the air with the speed and grace of a bird, and my eyes widened with anticipation, for I could see that the squirrel had done exactly what I had predicted. I tore the squirrel from the air with such intensity that he was literally paralyzed from the shock of it. Then with a quick snap of my jaw, it was over before my paws even hit the ground. My quest complete. I caught my quarry. <sighs> Exhausted from chase, I take my prey back through my tunnel, maneuvering through the pipes and wood, as I had exited from beneath the dishwasher. To my surprise, Joey, my lovey, was standing there. Oh, I run over to him and drop my prize catch in front of his feet, displaying it triumphantly. You, are you kidding me? How in the world did you get out? He bellowed. He then scooped up my hard-earned catch and promptly disposed of it in the rubbish bin. Too tired from the day's events to really bother, I went back to my den to sleep. I was a little saddened to realize Joey, my lovey, was not an appreciator of the fine art of the hunt. Ah, oh, well, 
I really only did it to please myself. In the end, Joey, my lovey, discovered my tunnel and promptly sealed it. I have once again returned to civilian life, going about the same tiresome routine I had from the days long before my adventure. Hairball. <coughs> Excuse me. But every once in a while, when I'm dunking my biscotti in warm, steamed milk with a drop of java, I think back to the day when I caught that squirrel and made my ancestors proud of Genevieve the Huntress Cat. We are back with Andrew Bemis, and we are going to be playing our last song from the selections that we've been presenting to you, to our KB Cabaret audience. It is called Kibby, and I hate to say it's the last song of the show because it's always a pleasure to have talented people like Andrew Bemis here on our program. Andrew, I want to thank you, first of all, for being on our show. Well, thank you. It's a joy to be on it. It's a joy to speak with you. And I just want to remind KB Cabaret audience that Andrew's music and his website are linked to our musicians page on kbcabaret.com. That's kbkabaret.com. And Kibby is one song, the only song that we've been playing here on the show that does not have any lyrics. It's all music. That's correct. In, in fact, my wife, who's a music history instructor, would, would be very quick to say, oh, it's actually not a song at all. It's a tune because it has no words. Oh, okay. I, I still always call it a song, but she's, she's the smart, she's the educated one in the group. So. That's the distinction. The same distinction as if you say a boat and a ship. And I only say that is because you have a love of water, and so do I, actually. I do, too. Excellent. We enjoy nature. Tell me a little bit about Kibbe. Well, Kibbe is a little tiny town in Michigan, and it's really not a town at all anymore. It used to have the, the train tracks used to run through it, and there was a Grange Hall, and there would have been a loading platform for the farms and everything. It was just a little farming community around the train tracks. And when I was growing up, it happened that we went to church, right along where the train tracks were in Kibbe, in the old Grange Hall. And it was called Kibbe Church. And when I was little, they still had tracks there, but I never, ever saw a train on them. They were unused by that time. And then eventually they tore up the tracks and they turned it into a bicycle trail, which became really popular. And I just always wondered what it would be like to see a train on those tracks, I guess, really. And Kibbe, there's nothing there anymore. Even the Grange Hall has been torn down now, and you just never know there's there used to be a town there other than the fact that there's an old service station that no longer has gasoline and you know there's a corner that's pretty much it and so i guess it was just the song is kind of a thinking about thinking about this town that's no longer a town thinking about the train tracks that are no longer train tracks and just imagining just imagining that there's a train on them so that's that's the rhythm i heard i heard it yeah Okay. All right. That's very cool. Well, Andrew, I want to thank you so much for being on our show, and we're going to be leading out with Kibby and enjoy. We'll see you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. And everyone, we'll see you on the radio next week. Take care.
You heard them on the show. You've tapped your toes to their music. Now come and see them live as BHH Productions presents the first annual music and comedy festival on August 13th at Traditions on the Glen, Johnson City. You like food? We got food. Like to shop? We got vendors. Like music? Oh, yeah. Come see Burns and Christie. Hey, Mavis. When I heard your violin play, something stirred, but Next what could to I Kim. say? Andrew Bemis. Peaches and Crime. You know that the bills are getting higher and the young are getting older. It's a good, good thing. Red Merrill. A feather folded into pockets that you draw. My the Picklers. Milkweed. Well, I got a hotel room and a hotel lobby. And Clangtown Paramore. Tossing and twisting since 2 a.m. So I slipped out of bed. Live on stage. This summer. Sunday, August 13th. From 1 to 6 at Traditions of the Glen. Plus, see amazing comedy featuring our KB Cabaret players live. With special guests Tom Anzalone and the Queen Bee comedians. Tickets on sale now. Just go to kbcabaret.com. That's kbkabaret.com. Save the date for the sensation of the summer. Music and Comedy Festival. Sunday, August 13th at Traditions at the Glen in Johnson City, New York. That's all for today's show. I'd like to thank all of our guests for being on KB Cabaret. I'm always awed with the amazing talent out there. Thank you to my hardworking crew, co-workers, and actors John Kerry, John Montgomery, actors Junie McMahon, and Bonnie DeForest. My amazing sound engineer and actor, newlywed, Charles Berman. His assistant, Valentine Monfuega. My music engineer, David Rice of Basement Studios, who <laughs> makes me sound better than I am. And a special shout-out to Christina Dilnella, who plays one mean piano and now works in musical theater in New York City. Of course, a special thank you to you, dear KB Cabaret audience, for stopping by and listening to our show. We certainly couldn't do this without you. If any of you have a hankering to write or sing for our show, contact me, Bree Harvey, through the show submission page. Let me see what you've got. And sponsors, you want your name heard by over 150,000 listening audience members all over the country and as far as Australia? <laughs> Hello, mates. Then KB Cabaret is the place to be. Just give me a shout-out on kbcabaret.com. That's kbkabaret.com. I'm Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of KB Cabaret. See you next week on the radio. Thank you for coming, coming to stay a while. Thank you for coming to spend some time. We love to have you 
and share our parlor city. Come back again now to KB Cabaret.